This is the Community Connection, a podcast from Community Baptist Church in South Bend, Indiana. The purpose of this podcast is to better equip our church family to do the ministry of the gospel where God has planted us. It is time for a new Hymn of the Month. And our Hymn of the Month this month is... Only a Holy God. Only a Holy God. You know, Ben, I when you told me this, there may have been a fist bump across my desk. You came out of your chair a little bit. I did. Yeah. And do you know why I came out of my chair a little bit? Because you're about to give that associate pastor a nice bonus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. That's not why. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what we need to do. You know how you should get a bonus, Ben. I think you should. I rec- do know that. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. No. That do, you, get- do you know the means by which you should get a bonus? I mean, I could think of a few ways. But- you should recruit sponsors for this podcast. <laughs> And I if, get I get a cut of uh, whoever yeah. sponsors. Well, whoever whoever recruits the sponsors gets a little gets a little shaving off the top. Isn't that how that works? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's good. definitely. So so if you're Based listening, my, my extensive you know experience in uh, media journalism and things. Uh, well, if our with, with our broader podcast audience, if there is someone out there who runs a business that would like to sponsor the community connection. And as a result of sponsoring, would get their name in as a sponsor. We could promo their materials. If there, if there's some sort of food service, we could even partake of their wares while we are doing the podcast. Perhaps there's a coffee company that if would it like to sponsor. Like we're having a good time here on this podcast. I just want you to know that it's because of Pastor Matt Tracy's coffee roasting spectacular. <laughs> I'm trying to drop hints to Matt Tracy on this podcast. <laughs> if you'll ever listen and say Matt Tracy has a has a coffee roasting company, and I think maybe we should uh, we should be sponsored. by We that should company. be drinking that coffee right now. That yes, sounds we delicious. Yes, we should. I could use that. Uh, anyway, back to what we were saying. It, it, if we had sponsors, that would have been the segment just now. That would have been the segment. We're kind of just building that time frame into it so that when we do get sponsored eventually, we'll have a time frame in the podcast for that. Well, I just want to go back to the fist bump moment and say the reason is is because we have finished our series on Ecclesiastes and moving into a brief six-week series, not exhaustive, but a look at the attributes of God. And you know that factored into my decision for the hymn of the month? You know, it's shocking that you would actually think that deeply. I try to think about what I what we're learning as a church family, and uh, not every time is it possible, but whoa, whoa, I try to whoa, make the hymn of the hang month. On, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you saying that you put thought into what songs we sing? Yes, that is what I'm saying. Wow. Taking me a long time to get to this point where I'm willing to say that openly. <laughs> you know, it takes a while, but uh, but but we have chosen a hymn that's going to go right along with. Not, I think this is the first time in the history of community we've done this. We have a hymn of the month that ties right in with the sermon series that ties right in with the Bible Institute class. That's true because we're doing theology proper starting yes, on we are. Tuesday. Yes, we are. Um, how's that going to get started? It's going to get started by a video that I'm recording because I'm not going to be able to be there. And I wanted to make sure that the beginning of the class actually started well. Make sure that they're taken well care of. Yeah. And so I'm. it's going to start. Everybody who's there for the Bible Institute class, uh, uh, actually, people will be listening to this, I think, after the first Bible Institute class. Uh, because this will go out the Thursday after the first Bible Institute class. But anyway, um, the... Uh, 
it's going to get started with a nice warm hearted video welcome that's going to explain the bones of the class and explain the reading that's going to be happening and how people should go about it. And then after that video, I think it's just going to go downhill from there. Excellent. Excellent. Because you're going to be teaching the first class. I'll be teaching the first class. And uh, it's, it's an exciting opportunity, though, because on Sunday mornings, we're going to be hearing the sermons from you on the attributes of God. And the Theology Proper class will have the opportunity to go deeper into mm -hmm. the Bible's teachings on God's being, mm -hmm. along with his attributes, mm -hmm. uh, but the classification of those attributes, the relationship that those attributes share between each other, and right. some of the logical relationships, some of the proofs for the existence of God. If you'd like to take that class, we still uh, have signups available. We um, we'll, you might have to wait a little bit on your textbook, but you can still sign up for that, I think, on the church website or by emailing our church office, um, htracy at communitybaptist.com, or getting on the website and talking to info at Community Baptist. Well, I'm so excited because very rarely do I have the opportunity to share the details of a lot of the study that go into a message that that informs the preaching yeah and um, in some of these classes we are going to be able to, uh, to I'm going to be able to both preach on the attribute of God and then also teach like what you're saying and, and go a little bit deeper and look at the relationship between God's attributes and how it reflects his glory and all that kind of stuff. I know we're still going to get to the hymn of the month, but while we're on this, do you think that um, uh, th those two purposes serve each other? So for instance, if a person takes the Bible Institute class, how's that going to help them listen to the messages on Sunday morning? Oh, I think it's going to help them understand in a, in a, in a deeper way and grow the relationship with God through the information. It, it's like... It's like going fishing with someone who likes to catch fish versus going fishing with a biologist. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I go fishing with someone who likes to catch fish, they're going to pull out a tackle box. We're going to catch a fish. It'd be like, oh, look at that. That's a big fish. And that's awesome. That is so great that we caught a big fish. You go fishing with a biologist, they're going to say, no, no, this was an 18-inch, 5.3-pound largemouth bass that was really unique because in this river system, the largemouth bass, the stripe on the side doesn't grow quite as dark because they're, you know, what they eat is different than it would be in a pond. And they could tell you all of these things and you look at that and your knowledge and your, your understanding of that experience grows so much more deep. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and when when somebody's going to take the Bible Institute class and they're going to hear the messages, it's going to be that same thing. Their knowledge of God and their relationship with God and their joy that they receive from that sermon, their um, their worship their, their of worship, God, that's what their, their awe in their, God's their, presence, their response to that truth and worship and thankfulness and awe and joy and obedience yeah. is going to be so much greater. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so if that's not enough, I don't know what is. Well, so come that's take all the Bible super helpful because the attributes of God, the doctrine of God, theology proper, all um, are uh, uh, an aspect of the theme of our hymn of the month, which is it only is. a holy God written by City of Light. Uh, it's uh, kind of become popular uh, in the past two years or so. Uh, been done by you know quite a few different groups and such. Uh, but uh, 
because I think it's a really powerful song because uh, um, it's a, it's a, really goes through some of the characteristics of God that uh, reflected a lot of times in the Psalms. And the format of it is to ask these kind of rhetorical questions. These question and a rhetorical question is um, not a question without an answer, but a question where the answer is known, but the question is asked anyways for the purpose of building a certain kind of an emphasis. This is such a good podcast, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. That was a rhetorical <laughs> question, obviously. Um, <laughs> That's a good rhetorical question. Thank you. I, every time I get rolling, you like have a way of derailing all my thoughts, and I have to be like, "What in the world is that? You're what are you talking you're, about?" Oh my goodness! You're talking about the way the song is structured and how it asks okay, questions. So I'm about in order to make an to... awesome point. I was about to make an awesome point because this song makes an awesome point cumulatively as it builds the thought. And apparently, if I don't get my thoughts out very quickly, then there's no cumulative effect. Because, just... anyways, uh, the stanzas keep, continue to ask these questions over and over and over again, and each one deals with an aspect of God's character, His works, His attributes, and His glory. Um, it goes, "Who else commands all the hosts of heaven? Who else could make every?" Every king bow down. Who else can whisper and darkness trembles? And the answer in each stanza at the end of the stanza is only a holy God. I mean, I love that because as we think about the attributes of God, we think about theology proper. Holiness is the sum total of God's attributes. Mm -hmm. It is the defining attribute. Mm -hmm. Um, R.C. Sproul really gave his life and his ministry to promoting the holiness of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, different theologians have emphasized some of God's attributes over others, but um, I think I would agree with, with Sproul on this, that holiness is the superlative attribute. The it superlative is attribute, the yeah. attribute that gives definition and texture to every other attribute. See, and that's the thing is that a lot of people will say holiness is his primary attribute. Well, God doesn't have a primary attribute because God is is the this because of the simplicity of God, God is is one and complete in every way and his attributes are who he is. But his holiness colors every attribute. What did you say that his holiness you used a good word. We're going to have to rewind well, it and it, listen it to it. It textures it. It textures, yeah. At every single attribute, he's holy in his love. He's holy in his justice. He's, And so, um, you know, Isaiah 6, holy, holy, holy. Yeah. You know, going back, the, them resonating back and forth. So this is interesting because this hymn, when I we've listened to this hymn and sung it a lot as a family. One of my favorite parts of this hymn is how it builds to the chorus and the first line of the chorus. Hmm. Come and behold him. Mm-hmm. You know, because it asks the question, it asks it, because this is going to be a little bit of a, of, of a different type of hymn for our church family, because it's going to ask a question, it's going to ask a question, it's going to ask a question, and then it's going to end with only a holy God. Mm-hmm. And then it climaxes in in that chorus, come and behold him, the one, right. the only, cry out, right. sing holy. Well, in the way that even you have this, a really, musically, you've got a really definitive break between the stanza and the chorus. You're yes, only you a holy God. And then there's a big breath, yeah. and come is come a little bit of a higher in. note, and yeah. it's strong, it's definitive, it's commanding. And the point of it is, in response to all of these things that we've just reminded ourselves about God, what's the proper application for Christians everywhere? For sure. Um, exactly right. And uh, Pastor Sean and I have had this conversation, you and I have had this conversation before at various points where... Um, and this is not necessarily original with me, but uh, um, within a worship service, within this kind of the structure and the flow of a worship service, we always want to have declarative truth 
and uh, application of the truth. Mm-hmm. You want that in a good sermon, mm-hmm. and you want that in your singing as well. Mm-hmm. If if a congregation only ever kind of chants their creed or only ever sings the propositional truths that they believe, but never sing the kind of response that's appropriate for children of God, then we've fallen short. And so you, you think about things like... Uh, um, uh, my Jesus fair, uh, is a hymn that we sing describes in the stanzas, the realities of Christ's suffering, his passion, his crucifixion. And then in the chorus, it actually describes what the response to that is. It's mm. abhorring all my sin, adoring only him. That's how I think about and how I respond to what Christ has done. You think about the hymn that our church loves very, very dearly chosen as his children. Mm-hmm. All of the stanzas give me declarational propositional truth about what God has done in my salvation and what he's continuing to do as he sanctifies me. Then what's, what's the chorus line? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we're, we're singing the response I'm to who God again. is. I'm born again. I'm God's own chosen child of mercy. What love, what grace father, keep me walking worthy. There's this prayer at the end. Mm-hmm. That's almost like uh, 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 one pastor described it to me as the, the, inhale and then the exhale of worship. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm breathing in, I'm taking in all of this truth, but I need an opportunity to kind of exhale, to enjoy God, to pray to him, to beseech him, to draw near to him in response to the things that we've learned. Yeah. So even as you know, careful listeners, if you're attending our church, you'll find that we do this often in our services where we will pair hymns that are very theologically rich, and then maybe a chorus or a gospel song, something that helps me respond in a combination of two songs to the truths we've heard. But with only a holy God, it does the whole thing right there. It's all self-contained. I get the propositional truth, and then in the chorus, there's the response. This is how I'm, as a believer, am to respond to the holiness of God in all of these different facets. Um, I really love that last stanza, though, the last stanza says, who could rescue me from my failing? Who else would offer his only son? Who else invites me to call him father? And then we repeat that last phrase, only a holy God, twice. Um, And the reason I love that is we even had a conversation earlier today about this marriage of justice and mercy. Mm. God is not an unfair God, and God's holiness does not diminish at all in forgiving sinners. And the reason is because of the vicarious substitution of Christ. That's right. What an awesome song that we're going to sing this um Again, I, this this month, I am I am excited to see how well it fits with what God has directed us to, to to look at in Scripture, and I think I'm also excited because this song, unlike any other, and you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but this song, unlike any other, makes a a difference, a really contemplative difference in the verse versus an exaltative difference in the chorus mm. to where everyone you step back and you ask the question and it stirs your mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to worship with this song and, uh, and see how God will use it in our hearts.